Hello, hello, and welcome to the Mind Body Musings podcast. I'm releasing an episode today that's going to blow your mind. And this is the first time in five years I've cried on air. (laughs) That's right, I cried in this podcast. And I cried because I had already been following the work of Allison for some time, and I got a really nurturing energy from her, and there was something about the timing of having this podcast recording, the actual interview and what I was going through. And um, keep in mind, this is when I was in the middle of separating from my partner. We were still living together. And so there were definitely some tears shed in this because we talk about relationship. We talk about shamanism. We talk about um, so many different things around energetically being with another human being and forming partnership and what that requires if you are a human that's really trying to walk your talk and live a spiritual path and some of the sacrifices that may come along with. And so you have been, um, I'm not going to say warned because there is nothing to warn about, but you have been told that there are some tears shed by myself in this podcast interview. And I think you're going to feel a an energy listening to Allison Charles in this podcast recording and you can just feel that she is absolutely someone that is doing her work in the world to not just be just be love and light but be darkness be all the different components and parts that make us human and coming face to face with them and acknowledging them and not just that but sharing them she's a very open human and I appreciate that about her so much so Bio time. Internationally renowned television host, speaker, and spiritual teacher, Allison Charles, aka Rockstar Shaman, went from being a national champion athlete, number one rated radio host, and national daytime television talk show host to aligning with her calling as a mystic and shaman, shamanic practitioner after a traumatic moment providing her awakening. She is now a resident guru for the best health site, Well and Good. She shares her guidance and journeys on Amazon's award-winning technology, Alexa and Google Home. And through her work as a keynote speaker, TV and radio host, she's brought meditation and sacred ritual to the mainstream in a powerful, creative way. Allison has shaken loose from self-imposed limitations and shares her mastery of the art of playing big in full authentic glory and her story of going from suffering to surrender to service. Mm, I love that. Her ongoing commitment to continued master studies, rites of passage, and immersions in shamanism and mysticism, courageously exploring the ever-evolving highest potential and assisting countless people in reconnecting to their power, has landed her as a leading global voice. And before we go into this amazing conversation that I had with Allison, I do have a review of the week, and this comes from Shailene M., and she says, my favorite podcast with five stars. On my path to healing, by far, Madeline's podcast has had the most transformational effect on me. Her own journey and her innate wisdom are inspirational for anyone who's looking to live their best life. Through her interviews, I have been introduced to a ton of different people, each with a different perspective, who has served as resources in my life that I'm so grateful for. Thank you, Maddie. Thank you. You know, I am a projector in human design, and my goal, really, the heart of why I'm here is to bring together the right people at the right time and help people uncover 
the truth within themselves and relight that spark within themselves, whether it's through the words I share or the words my guest shares. And so if I'm doing that, no matter how I am doing it, I am living my best life. So these kind of reviews just hit home for me so deeply. And I'm so grateful to everyone that actually takes the time to go on to iTunes and shares their thoughts with me and leaves those five star reviews. So if you would like to contribute to the show and you've been a fan for a while, that's the best way to do it. That and sending your favorite episode to a friend. So if you have a friend that's going through what I was going through when I recorded this interview, or you have someone that you really think should know Allison or listen to the Mind Body Musings podcast, just send them the iTunes link or the Spotify link or even my website link for the show notes for this. This is episode 245. If you want to get a free audio book, you can go to audibletrial.com slash mindbodymusings. As always, they are a show sponsor because I read so many books. And if you need a suggestion, also, I have a list of 100 of my favorite books broken down into different categories, such as body image, the divine feminine and masculine, money making, health, all the juicy topics we talk about on the podcast you can find a book for. So you can go to maddiemoon.com slash free gift one word and you can download that and then you can head on over to audible and get your free audiobook. what a great day that would be okay that's all I want to share today let's go listen to this insightful and um, I would say heartfelt conversation that I explored with Allison Charles and welcome back to the Mind Body Musings podcast. I am here with Allison Charles, who I have been so excited to speak to ever since I was introduced to you by our mutual friend, Allie Tate Cutler. She Love didn't She's amazing. She didn't introduce us, but she told me about you and was like, oh my God, you got to meet Allison Charles. You got to, you got to, you got to, you got to. <laughs> and I, I was in New York and I downloaded immediately like all these podcasts with you on it and messaged you. And just ever since I've, I felt really connected to you. And I don't know if it's because we know each other from a past life or because you are just so easy to connect to, but either way, I'm so excited to have you here on the show today. Yes. I feel very landed and grounded and anchored here with you today. I've also been looking forward to our time together. I have a feeling it's going to be quite mystical and, uh, yeah, I'm already feeling the waves. <laughs> I love, I love the mystical energy in the air. It's so good. Yeah. So my first question for you that I ask all my guests, and this can be about anything because it is about what are you currently musing on in life? What is lighting you up and exciting you? Oh, yeah. What's lighting me up and exciting me? God, there's like 12 things that just entered in at once. I'm going to take, I know being a radio host and a TV host, I know that uh, old paradigm way is never have a moment of silence, no dead air, but I'm going to take one second to just feel into what I should speak to. Please do. I love that. 
Yeah. Okay. So of the 12, the one that popped to the forefront is this like true movement from true, true fullness, uh, which comes from true embodiment and true integration, right? So it's like, I have been uh, doing this work in so many different capacities and ways uh, from the time I was a little girl. And then, you know, obviously game changing moment was spiritual awakening and then aligning with this path in a conscious way. But like it has just um, <laughs> been quite a voyage to get me to this place where there is such rich integration of so many different aspects of myself, uh, shadow and light. And with walking this path in such a devoted way, uh, there's such an embodiment and an anchoring of really finally landing in this is my truth. Like I always knew to certain degrees, this is my truth, but what's happened lately is just this whole other level of true anchor. The vision I get is like my earthing cord actually goes to the very bottom, uh, to the underside of Gaia. And then my anchor prongs like latch out and anchor to underneath her. Like that's, uh, how dropped in I feel. And it has taken so much work. And so it's this thing with this theme. I write this monthly energy forecast. I get channeled guidance every month. And the theme that came in for 2019 overall is just this living your dharma like a mofo. Like so many of us have had glimpses or inklings or been very clear lately in the past, especially the past year or two, like why we're here, uh, why I'm a light worker, uh, what spiritual gifts are supposed to emanate from me, how am I supposed to work with them? We've had these understandings, but this year is the year of fullness, of no more holding back, of no more shape shifting down your energy field for anyone, for any reason. It's about fullness of magic, fullness of your love, fullness of your true expression, fullness of your learnings of mistakes and growing, fullness of your power. And it brings up a lot of things, but that's, I'll end my <laughs> channeled rant about it. It's just this, the thing that I'm using on the most is fullness, 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 fullness. So I have a follow-up question to this, because um, everything you just said, it's so deep, it's so rich, it's so true, it's so full. And when I imagine being fully embodied in whatever is present, in the Dharma, in the shadow, in the light, I'm curious how you have come to hold space for others, and let's just like dumb it down here, live your life, like just live your life, do regular things. <laughs> because at times when I'm going through something really intense and deep, I tend to want to compartmentalize in moments like, okay, I'm going now into, um, work mode and maintenance mode and admin mode and this. And so I tried sometimes set aside certain parts so that I can I concentrate on something. And when I'm hearing you be, when you're, when I'm hearing you talk about fully embodying everything, I'm curious what that looks like for you when you're just living your day-to-day -day life. Are you carrying all the different shadow sides and light sides and everything all at once? Are you really 
awake to all the different dynamics at all points of the day, of the night. It's always embodied within you. I feel like for the most part, yes, to say that it's a hundred percent, a hundred percent of the time, you know, I think would be a diluted grandeur, you know, vision of grandeur, but absolutely on the vast majority, it's, it's all of it. I mean, literally right before I sat down to open up Skype to talk to you, I was having to lay down on my foam roller and open my heart and release things. Um, I've had a really crunchy, um, emotional, kind of stressful, gnarly day today. And I was very present with all of that. I include everything to properly, healthily explore and integrate and all these things we're talking about. And so even though I'm feeling all that I have in my awareness field, the professional side, the career side of like, I'm going to be, you know, talking to Maddie in a few minutes and I'm going to be having this interview. Gosh, like, how do I feel about that? Cause I'm feeling, you know, really crunchy right now. And so, I mean, this is just one small example, but yes, I'm really in the whole sphere of everything all the time. And I just try my best. Um, even when I'm working quote unquote professionally in the media and as a public figure, as this mystic and shaman, I'm just always as vulnerable and authentic and honest as I can be like case in point, you know, me just telling you I've had a, a really gnarly, um, day. And I was wondering how this interview would feel. I, I was not questioning doing it. It's just like, huh, this is going to be an interesting ride. Cause it's not like I'm just super connected to the light today. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, I really, and through, you know, me voyaging into so many aspects of myself and releasing, I could get really emotional around the, the talk of, <sighs> you know, releasing the grip that so many of us as humans have of thinking that we need to be seen in a certain way, uh, to be accepted and, uh, wanting to portray ourselves in a certain way so that we're not judged or shamed. Um, and the more and more that I've loosened the grip on all of those pieces and let myself, see, uh, the quote unquote ugly. Now these are all earthly words, human words that we've given. And I, this is part of the problem, right? We've, we've given our, our whole human self that includes all aspects of all of us. And we all have shadow and light, but somewhere along this freaking earth ride, we've started to assign some of these beautiful, rich human aspects of ourselves as bad, icky, shameful. Oh my gosh. Oh, judgy. Um, who does she think she is? Like it's, it turned into these like uh, ugly, bad things that got described by those words. And it's none of that. It's just the darker elements and aspects, um, that are within all humans that need to be looked at. And so because I voyaged to those places inside of myself, 
it becomes easier and easier the more dedicated you get to looking at your own stuff. Then when you are in the presence of a friend or a loved one that's really having a big shadow reveal, you're able to hold space that's much more compassionate, you know, way less judgment. You when I had my spiritual awakening and saw some of the addiction uh, issues in my relationship with my ex-fiance, it was terrifying. It literally took me years to look at like some of the sex addiction pieces because there was something so dark and so scary about addiction in general at that point to me, and especially addiction that involved physicality and human bodies. And there was just something so foggy and shadowy and scary. And it's through like that continued exploration, um, that those terrifying feelings lessen and everything just opens up. And then you can have just these way bigger picture relationships with the people in your life. So yeah. (laughs) Mm, Oh my goodness. So much good stuff in here. So there's a couple things that I wanted to point out here. Um, the first one is, um, I love, you just said at one point, it was a small thing that people might've not caught, but you just said, I, I was, I do. And I was trying my best. We're just trying our best. And it's such a, like, it's so easily forgotten that what we do here on earth is to simply do our best and try our best. And with the influx of emotion and the waves and the depth, obviously, that you're describing you have gone through and you are going through, what we do is just do our best and trust. Because this interview, like, I often feel that especially when we are in those deeper periods and really in touch with all that's going on within our hearts, you know, sometimes like it was when we first scheduled this interview, when I had to cancel and reschedule, Mm -hmm. it's just too much. It's just too much. And then other times it takes us into a really, really deep, beautiful place, especially in conversation because we're, we're more in touch. Like sometimes I enjoy hosting retreats or events whenever I'm going through, like you said, a crunchy time because my heart is so open. Mm -hmm. The other thing I wanted to recognize you for out of the podcasts I've listened to you, I think on every single one, you have said at some point, I'm going to get emotional here. And I love that so much because not you, but I I do know a a lot of people that I I speak to or people that are wanting to be coaches or speakers. There's always this question of how much do I reveal of my heart and my truth and my vulnerability and still be seen as a teacher and a leader. And so underneath that question, there still is some shame and judgment around emotions. Mm -hmm. Emotions are what makes us the speakers and the teachers and you, the healer. It's what makes us deeper and more empathetic and more intuitive. And so I love each and every one of these interviews you have done where you have said, I'm going to get emotional here because it's for everyone listening. I know it's helping break some story that for some reason, emotions are negative or they're seen as less than. And I just, I just love that you simply being you is breaking that story. I mean, for everyone listening, giving everyone permission to truly feel what they feel and step out into the light and be a speaker. 
Thank you so much for pointing that out. And the, the irony is that as you were saying that, I was starting to get emotional again. <laughs> you recognize that. So thank you for seeing me for that. And and truly, I won't go on and on about this piece, but the emotional aspect is why we are here. We're here for evolution and we're here for emotion. You know, when we are in light body form and swirling in the ethers with our cosmic family and our fellow ascended masters, um, you know, one of the things, one of the main reasons we get so excited to come down here is to feel the human emotional spectrum that we don't get to feel when we live in these other planes of existence. And we also come down here to learn and grow and evolve. And so I just, if I could give perhaps even in this moment, the biggest piece of advice, like when people are like, Oh, I, I don't know, I, I want to grow or I want my life to change or I want something to shift. It's like, it directly correlates to your our ability to access and go within and dive within and feel and, um, not shy away or turn away or run away from your emotional system that is constantly circulating through every cell, every piece of bone, your blood, our emotions run and are structured through our entire physical body. And I believe the degree to which you allow yourself to access into those nooks and crannies and view them and taste them and explore them and inquire about them. And if that particular nook and cranny doesn't ask you back, uh, you reflect and have that conversation with the trusted friend to see what they can mirror to you and what you're observing. But the more we do the the internal landscape work, that directly equates to how powerful we are, how connected we are to why the heck we're even here, our sole purpose, our mission. It directly correlates to uh, if we're going to listen to our intuition and our heart intelligence, the two places we want to be walking from on earth. And then that directly correlates to how all of our relationships are, uh, because our external obviously is a reflection of our internal state. So the more full and freely accessing we are of our full selves, the more full and rich and fulfilling and everything more miraculous our entire existence gets. So it's really the key, uh, to, in my opinion, to earth life is, is feeling emotions. And, and, and that creates embodiment and integration, which equates to true divine power. Oh, that's so true. All into the embodiment. And I love the, the constant use of this word full. Like it's, I think of full and I think of rich. I think they're so similar. And just the, the, um, the embodiment that comes from living the, the rich realm of emotions and all of that is so gorgeous. Can I say one last quick thing? Y- yes, absolutely. I, I'm finding when I'm answering, I, a lot is channeling through. So I know that my answers are running a, a little long, but this other thing is like, when when someone comes to me and, and says, you know, they're a healer or a practitioner or mystic, sage, whatever, whatever these words are that we, you know, that we all use to try to understand each other. Um, like, honestly, the thing that I care about the most, you know, when people inquire if there's like shamanic certificates to get and, you know, going to this school or I've gone and, you know, sat with this teacher, like all of that stuff, you know, can be wonderful. Um, 
I have, you know, certainly sat with a lot of teachers and, and, and done these things. But what I really care about the most is like, how much have you really gone inside of yourself? You know, you can go to a shaman school and you can go and sit with some of the foremost renowned healers and, and sages all across the planet. And you can sit with them and be blessed by the vibrational transmission and you can hear things and learn things. But at the end of that day, like, None of that matters if you're not accessing and going inside of yourself. And so I don't know why this is coming through in such a strong way, but I think so many people are hearing the call to open up their own spiritual gifts and are stepping onto this path of, of, of learning who the healer inside of themselves is. And so if I can just offer one piece of top advice that I have to share is inward, 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 go inside, go inside, look, go deeper, explore, feel, let that shadow compartment come to the front. Um, it's like, you, you, you know what I'm saying, I'm sure, but I just, I wanted to put that across because it ties into the emotional thing because we really can't be of greatest service if, if there's spiritual bypassing and you might be a genius numerologist, but if you haven't done your own shadow work and if you haven't done the deep internal work yourself, then I'm going to pass on working with you, you know? Mm-hmm. So this, um, the word that comes up for me right now is, is not loneliness, but aloneness, because there is a lot of aloneness, just simply being alone and being inward within yourself that comes with that going into the depths. It does sometimes require separating yourself just from the presence or the energy of others. Mm -hmm. So I want to tie that in a bit. To with celibacy? <laughs> to celibacy, exactly. <laughs> celibacy and being sensual in celibacy and being in touch with that womanliness, the feminine energy, the softness. Mm. And maybe if we yeah, tie this into maybe a touch of your, your story and where the celibacy or, you know, where you are now, but where that began with mm. the separation from your ex-fiance. Um, just a little on that, but then I want to hear really how that, you, how you as a shaman in particular choose who you spend your time and your energy and your body with. Huh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Okay. Where to begin here? This is the... Uh, perhaps the biggest piece, uh, all around biggest piece of my path. So yes, the, when you step onto this good red road, enter into the great mystery and start walking what I love to call, uh, the pathless land. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of times that you are more alone. Um, I've lived alone for many years, ready for that to shift, putting that out there. But, you know, it's like the more conscious, awake, the more energy sensitive you get. For me personally, it it does get more and more challenging for me. You know, here I live in New York City and work and live in between here and L.A. And um, but 
I stay in my place a lot. And when I venture out, I have to put like this energetic shield around me because I'm just, you get so hypersensitive to every aspect of energy. Uh, so it definitely has altered the way my life functions, uh, you know, since my awakening. And then especially, you know, maybe the biggest piece with that that's changed is, you know, yeah, like who am I sharing space with on an intimate, physical, sacred level um, when it comes to, yeah, having sex with people? Because I, I found the more I dropped into understanding and connecting with and landing with my personal self-worth and self-honor and self-respect and understanding like, wow, you know, sharing space with me and we should all have this feeling inside of ourselves or, or, you know, sharing space with me is, is something special. It is something sacred. I've come to understand, you know, my courage and my gifts and my light and my divinity and, and my devotion to this work and all of these things. And so then when you add on to that, sharing space with me in the most sacred way, uh, with being physically intimate and, and my growing understanding of that energetic exchange that happens, um, and the power with all of that, I've gone so many years, uh, where I think the longest celibate run I had, it was definitely over two years. I think it was around, I think it was approaching two and a half years that I was celibate. And then, you know, the other interesting thing is <laughs> like, then if I wasn't celibate, it was because I maybe, you know, met someone that I thought, um, could maybe venture into that realm. But then when those waters were tested, it was boom instantly. Like, I will just say very honestly, uh, the last person I was intimate with, um, it just, the second we started engaging in that intimate way, I'm just so connected to myself now that my entire body was like, no, no. And I literally had to stop what we were doing And, you know, in these moments, there's so much that comes up, right? It's like, oh, you know, am I really feeling this way? Or I don't want to make this person feel bad, or I don't want to make this awkward and da, 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 da. And I don't care about any of that anymore. It's like, I'm listening to myself and I'm listening to my sacredness and I'm listening to my body. I've gone through way too much to not do those things. And I had to say, like, I cannot, I can't do this with you. And I'm more than willing to talk with you about it. And I explained a little bit what I was noticing and observing within myself that was coming up that I just knew in so many ways it was a no. And then I reflected over the next 48 hours before I talked to this person again. And I just said, you know, are you open to hearing what I have to say? Because I didn't want to like force my reflections upon this person. And when they said yes, you know, I just explained the different things that weren't allowing me to feel held in a safe, sacred space that weren't allowing me to feel truly appreciated, honored, and seen. And, um, 
you know, it, it was received and taken in, but I, you know, obviously that relationship quickly vanished and ceased. And so I'm happy to dive into like, you know, further any of these nooks and crannies around this big orb of, yeah, being alone or, or, or sexuality or sensuality. And it's like these two pieces. The other thing that I guess I'll quickly touch on is, uh, and I know it's one of the reasons I'm here. It's like, there doesn't need to be this separation between spirituality and sexuality. And it's been fascinating for me to witness on my journey. I know that my presence can be triggering to some people. Sometimes it triggers people to step more into their power and they lean into it and they feel the medicine and they feel the fire and, 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 and they, they decide they want to lean in. And then others, there's a, you know, projection or judgment or criticism and other kinds of triggerings, um, that, that, make them turn. And I've literally had people run away from me. And I know one of the pieces that can be triggering is, you know, somewhere along the way, there's like, not for everyone, but there's just been this picture painted of what a quote unquote real healer is supposed to look like. Right. And it's like, so, Oh, so bizarre and humorous to me that somehow people just have in their head that if you are a real healer, you're supposed to look like X, Y, Z. And I certainly break the mold on that in a lot of ways. And I, I'm just here to embrace the, the fullness of who I am and all my dimensions and, and all the facets. And I am a very sexual person and I have, you know, I'm very voluptuous and it, you know, not that I even need to point it out, but it's all natural. And like the more I used to hide my body and there's a whole other story that maybe for the next podcast on that about childhood wounding and trauma and how my body as an athlete was used for another other person's gain and the trauma and the violation and different things that I held my womanhood. I, I hid it. The sensuality, the goddessness, this, the 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 sexual power of the queen, um, and, and and my body was so hidden for so many years. I became even on an unconscious level like a master of disguising, um, and. Yeah, I just finally in the last even just couple few years started giving myself permission to be in that full expression. It's like, look, I'm not going to cut this part off from myself anymore. Yes, I have voluptuous double D sensual goddess breasts. And yes, I'm a very sexual you know, the high priestess queen that likes to do, you know, all of these different kinds of things if I'm held in safe, sacred space. And I sometimes like to take pictures where if I'm feeling sensual and sexual and, and I'm wearing a certain outfit, um, I might want a picture taken. And, and yes, I might put that as a public figure on my Instagram. And I'm just, I stopped cutting that part of me off. I'm including all these aspects that I am and all these aspects that I came here to express. Oh my God. This is so good. Thank you. Just thank you for the speaking about the permission that you give yourself to be all the different aspects. Um, there's, yeah, there's something that, that comes up for me and it's, it's pretty vulnerable to share. 
that's pretty honest to share. But there are times when I get scared to go really deep into my own spiritual life. There's almost like a... Um, like I do these workshops where I absolutely go into sexual energy spiritually, like tantric, and um, I feel really connected in intimacy with my partner, whoever I'm working with. Lots of eye gazing, lots of heart opening, and it's forever changed my relationship to relationships, romantic mm -hmm. relationships. Like I cannot be in a partnership or relationship that doesn't have that energy present and it's hard to put my finger on like what it is and it's also hard this is another like thing that I was I was curious it's also hard for me now to I have things in relationship that I want in partnership that I want like qualities but then it's also very hard to put a name and qualities to the thing that you want when it's really like this energetic feeling you get in the partnership yeah. So the fear that I was going to share is that the deeper I go into my my darkness, my shadow side, um, partnership connection, the more I go into that and do these podcasts with amazing people and go to the workshops and ha and hire the the coaches and the teachers and learn and learn and learn and learn, the more it separates me. <clears throat> excuse me from. 80, 90, 95% of the options or the population. Yeah. And so <laughs> what? I said, girlfriend. Yes. Yeah, and I, I feel like this is just the time to share that with you because I can't, I mean, I, I can't imagine, I guess in some sense, but that's what it sounds like you have so been through. Like you have, can I say high standards? Like I feel that like that's the right way to put it. Such high standards in relationship to what you want and what you know you deserving voluptuous and deep and open and this high priestess, every beautiful thing you just described. So that fear is present. I don't really know if I have a question around it, but that's a yeah, thing. Oh, no, thank you. You're, you've been so brilliant with just like, yeah, sharing the downloads that are coming through you and that, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you for your honesty and vulnerability and expressing that because for sure, I, I have the same thoughts. I, I, <laughs> you know, I really want to be a mother and I'm entering into a time in life where that piece comes more and more to the forefront. And, you know, just because of age and, and, and different things. And so in different capacities, it comes up for me a lot of like, I, I understand how the patriarchy has affected everyone. It has affected men just as much as it has women, perhaps in very different ways, but we were all cut off from full power when the patriarchy started to get implemented and got stronger and stronger. It became divisive and it just, it created things for both. Then as we're seeing this rise of the divine feminine and, and a lot of times I'm not generalizing, but you know, women may be uh, a touch ahead of the curve 
from some or a lot of men when it comes to walking the spiritual path and tapping into their consciousness and just mindfulness and sacred sensuality and all of these pieces that are becoming the norm for a lot of women. And then you add to that this thing inside of us, this devotion to our calling, this devotion to evolving and growing in the light and consciousness and doing the work that we came here to do. And so then we're observing the men, some men being a bit behind in some of these areas. Then we're observing the honor and power and divinity inside of ourselves. And we're observing and honoring the call to grow that even more and more. So then we're observing the disparity between where we're at and where we're going and where we seem to be observing a lot of the men, right? And so I just have to trust. What I go back to lately and just over and over again is two words. I trust. I trust. I trust. I trust. I have to trust. I want to continue my family's bloodline. I want to birth at least one healthy child. I want to enter into this sacred, divine kingdom relationship with my God, man, and my my goddess self and him and his best version of himself and me and the best version of myself and and have a family. And I have these visions yet I have to somehow be unattached to them. And it's just this wild, tumultuous orb that's constantly pulsating and fluctuating with me, especially when every day I feel my womb and I feel my body and I feel the things that my being wants to experience in life. And so I think the thing that I'll end on with this is the more that I've come to understand um, the anger that I maybe have felt previously toward men for things that had happened in my life or how they just weren't getting it or the dishonoring, the more I took responsibility from my side, the more I started viewing it in totality as humanity, as planetary, of realizing, oh gosh, wow, when those guys back 2,500 years ago started taking this scripture out or started changing this business structuring or started like when these morphings started taking place in all these different ways to activate the patriarchy and they thought that they were doing it uh, to, to, to grow, you know, the masculine energy and this power, they weren't realizing they were cutting off half of their divine selves and half of their divine power from their own selves. And so the more compassion I start to have for that whole understanding, um, the more I soften uh, toward men. And the more I just like when I had that conscious conversation with the guy that I was intimate with years ago, I just would have been angered. I would have just, you know, probably been more judgmental of like, Oh my God, you know, this bullshit again, or what, you know, whatever would have come up. But I, the way that I handled it this time was like, wow, I see this brother. I, you know, quote unquote brother, I see this fellow human, this beautiful fellow human 
who's clearly, you know, just disconnected from himself in some capacities, which caused, you know, these certain behaviors. And then it was my lesson to see, like, what am I going to allow? You know, what am I going to allow for myself? What am I going to allow for my existence and my experience? What are my boundaries? Um, where am I at with all of this? And then afterwards having this conscious conversation, I didn't attack him. I was not judgmental. It was truly, I called in the light. I asked for God and source to work through me in the conversation. I asked for his permission before I revealed my reflections. And I just felt so, I just cried and cried after that conversation because I, it was held in such divinity and sacredness to be able to go to this brother and say, I felt really unsafe and really unappreciated. And I actually felt scared at one point. And just on behalf of all women moving forward, if it's something that you're open to, I just invite you into your awareness field, your conscious awareness field to just know that in order for women to let go and to be free and full in these sacred acts of sensuality and intimacy, we must feel safe and we must feel appreciated and seen and honored. And whether he took that in fully I may never know whether that shifts any of his interactions with women intimately. I will probably never know, but I just know that I felt so powerful to deliver that medicine and to have that kind of conscious high level conversation, woman to man, brother to sister, human to human. And that's what I want to start to invite in is just more of this compassion and high level conversations to help each other heal and help each other be more aware. But all these conversations have to come from heart space and from compassion. Because if I entered into that conversation from a mothering energy of like, you know, it was really like horrible when this happened and like, you really got to check yourself because if you do that, and if it came from that defensive, hurt, scared place, he wouldn't have heard me. I know he heard me. Now, I don't know if he'll do the work and do any shifts moving forward, but I know he heard me. Mm. So I, like, I'm feeling all of these different things right now. Um, particularly around you holding space for yourself to be able to speak to him in the most honest, truthful, compassionate way. Um, Last week when you and I had our first podcast scheduled, there was a lot going on in my relationship here. And we have decided to, how they coin it now, consciously uncouple. And it's been like, Ooh, I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> One of the hardest things I've done in a like super, super long time because everything has been so good with us, like mm. just really good traveling. We've been traveling state to state to state together, just having all these adventures. And there's still this thing that's been missing that we both need that's hard to put a finger on. And on one side, there's the thoughts of, oh my gosh, are we just trying to like, is this um, part of the convenience culture where we're just skipping from one thing to the next to the next, Mm -hmm. where there's just so many choices? Or is this authentically 
a yearning in each of our hearts for something different. Mm. And we've gone with the latter and it's been beautiful and, and terrible at the same time. But we had an experience the way that you're describing, but we had it, you know, together of just crying and holding each other and loving each other and wanting the best. And the way I keep trying to see it is that we are evolving our relationship because keeping it in a romantic sense is limiting us and actually hurting each other because we're not giving each other what we need. Mm. And so we're letting go of the romantic label and, and trying to move forward as really, really good friends, even if we're not living in the same place, like envisioning us growing a really deep friendship from far away, not in the same apartment anymore. Um, but it's just really challenging to be there's so many beautiful sides to being a conscious person and awake to what you need and awake to what your purpose is on this planet to be a speaker or healer, a helper, a guide to others, to see others. It comes with so many things mm. and sacrifices at times because you can't just be with what you have at, at mm. times. If you have such a strong calling for something more that you know you need in order I mean, especially being a powerful woman, you need a powerful man, you need a powerful relationship, you need so much. And, and this is not just for you and I, of course, I'm not saying that this is for every single woman on this planet yeah. and every man. And um, just as a side note, like um, I, I'm so with you on this, on the world needing more compassion with the patriarchy. Me and one of my really good friends, this is not a plug because I don't know where it's going to be when this podcast is up, but we just did a, a series that's ongoing right now calling, called Trusting Our Men Again. Mm. And we interview 11 men, and it's all about what do we need as women, what work are we here to do now to learn to trust again and to speak mm. our needs, and what work do you, men, need to do for us to trust you? And wow. it's all about the patriarchy and moving forward in a post me too world and creating more connection in a divine union. Oh, that's really the big medicine that's coming in. Yeah. I mean, obviously I touched on it and shared about it in my, I don't know when this will air, but in my February energy forecast, I talk about it, um, which will be on my website and wellandgood.com. And then you bring in this surprise nugget that I had no idea about, but it is a time of coming together. Like the other piece of it is, you know, of course, everyone has the ability to make their own decision as to whether or not they want to do self inquiry or, you know, do the inward personal evolutionary work. Uh, so, you know, these conversations need to be had at these higher levels and some of these topics that we've previously shied away from, been too scared to bring up for a million different reasons. Like it's time for us to get over that and start having these conversations and, and heart guided, heart led ways it's just, you know, the piece then that we obviously can't have attachment to and we have to surrender to is after these conversations are, are had and after these things are pointed out and brought into each other's fields of awareness, there's no control then with what each other, with what we will do after we're presented with the information, like after anyone's told like, Hey, because I love you and because I care about you, I'm observing this thing that I feel 
you may want to be aware of because it, it might be really truly hindering you or hurting you and henceforth hurting others. Um, but yet there's no control if that person's going to go anywhere with that or do any work around it. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's like, even with that, you know, I was on another show where, uh, when the R Kelly scandal was, was coming to light again. And it's just, you know, well, I probably shouldn't get into all that again here, but it's just, there's obviously a huge difference when someone's shadow is pointed out and that person does not deflect it, does not, uh, run from fear of that, but sits in those fires of transformation, which can freaking feel like they're just burning the fuck out of you because they are. And some of those fires of transformation are terrifying, but it's about sitting in them. Right. And, and, and then starting to walk through them and, and really seeing so that we can understand how to change and grow. And then there are some people that when they're presented a piece of scary information about themselves, it's too scary. And so they'll do whatever they can to continue to blind themselves from it, to deny themselves uh, from looking at that, and will continue to exacerbate uh, the same behavior over and over again. So I don't know why that piece came up, but it's like these conversations need to be had. Uh, but then it's up to each person if they're going to remain open and look at themselves or stay blinded and stay deluded and remain in the same cycle. Yeah, exactly. And and the word sovereignty comes up for me in that we share what our truth is and then we must let go. But what we don't have to let go of is what we do with ourselves moving forward. What happens around us in, in the people that we're sharing our truth with, like that is their their responsibility, their own sovereignty, their own ownership to then take that or not take that. But that if they don't take that, that doesn't mean that you were wrong, right? There's still so many times that we have this right or wrong mentality of, well, if this doesn't land the way that I want it to, does that make me crazy? Mm. <laughs> does it make you crazy? It makes you true to yourself. Yeah. And that's what sovereignty really is. It's saying this is what's coming up for me and I'm going to share it. And there is a very much so a, a high level of embodiment that come, must come along with sovereignty of getting out of the headspace, trying to make everything logically work for you and make sense and instead say, you know what, I'm going to feel in my body what this feels like to feel hurt or feel pain or feel ecstatic or happy and let it live there in the body rather than trying to logically figure everything out in the mind. Yeah. And the, the other piece that I'll just quickly touch on is that surrender piece too, right? Because before my awakening, my relationship was riddled with codependency. And so I stuffed down my own spiritual gifts. I stuffed down my own personal calling and purpose and power and mission. Um, I stuffed down my own personal truths and allowed for my body to be dishonored for almost two decades. And just so much dishonoring was allowed because, um, I wasn't awake yet. Of course, there's a whole bunch of reasons for why, but then what happens then when you become awake and you start to have these higher level, higher conscious, uh, vibrational conversations, it's like, 
Yeah, I mean, talk about a wild, trusting, potent, divine ride when, like, let's say you're in a relationship and you're in this conscious relationship with your God man, and then you as as the queen is is like, look, this is coming up for me. Um, This is scary. I'm noticing this um, about myself or I'm noticing this about you. And like, you don't know then where any of that's going to go, right? You don't know how they're going to take it. And if this is a legit piece that is very scary and all of a sudden you see this in your partner and you're like, oh my God, like this could be a deal breaker for me. This thing that I just let myself see about this person holy shit, like when I bring this up, this whole thing might combust and be over, but yet you know you have to bring it up. Talk about sovereignty and talk about surrender and true divinity and true high-level consciousness to then bring up to your partner this thing, not know if they will receive it and also not know if they're going to do the work around it. So then you don't know where it's all going to go. You don't know where your relationship's going to go. You don't know what's going to happen, but yet you know you have to bring it up. And it's like, that's where the real power and the real divinity and the real juiciness of a real relationship is, Mm -hmm. is like being able to have those kinds of conversations. Uh, This reminds me, I had someone on Instagram reach out to me. I shared, I shared a post about my relationship separating and she had, she's in a different space than me, but this is exactly what you're talking about. She had been, she's been in a relationship with someone for years and she quote, I think let it slip or maybe just said that one day she wants to live together with him. And he said he never wants to live together. Mm-hmm. And that decision, she, I mean, years later, and then her truth comes out, I want to live together at some point. And then him saying, I don't. What I got from her in, in that message she sent me is that the relationship is now ending. And mm-hmm. it came as a complete surprise. And of course, she's going through these waves of, do I not need that anymore? Maybe yeah. I don't need to live with this person and, and blah, 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 blah. And all the things that are coming up, trying to hold on. And right now yeah. I'm so relating to her because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, we brought to light all of the shadow aspects of our relationship and looks, look, look at what is happening. And I also know personally for me, like I'm trusting I'm trusting all of this. Um, but I, I feel for her so much mm-hmm. because that, w- that I can tell from the message she sent me was a blind side. And yet, um, even if she wasn't realizing it, I guess, um, consciously that what, what she was doing subconsciously, mm-hmm. I do think exactly what you just said, what was happening is yeah. her body was saying, I can't deny this truth. I've got to say it out loud. And deep down, it was like, this is what is important to me. And now of course there are the ups and downs and the ebbs and flow that are going to come with that transformation and that separation. Cause that's what it sounds like, but sovereignty, 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 like that truth is important. If she envisions living with her partner one day, that is going to feed her in a way that, you know, right now she may not see, but when that happens and she gets, she's true to what she really wants. Wow. It's going to be amazing. It's everything. And my favorite quote is truth is a pathless land. And so that is all of what we are talking about. And so, yeah, the more conscious, the more awake, the more you express and, and, and share and feel your own personal truths, you really are functioning and and living in this land. That's, um, an abyss, a one that 
is is not clear. You're working with all these unseen entities, all this unseen information, the unseen realms, the unseen trust. And like, that's why that's where the magic and miracles happen because universe and source and mother earth obviously knows that when we start to navigate and live from and by those places, they freaking know how courageous you have to be to function and operate in that way. And so it only makes sense that it all correlates. Then the more that we tap into that, the more we honor that and express from that place and walk in this pathless land, you know, the more mystical and miraculous and magical and, and, uh, all feeling all sensory it gets because it all gets honored back. They're like, oof, that person was just real brave. That was a doozy. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh man, this is so deep. I, I'm, I adore this conversation and I must say that was the first time I've ever cried on the podcast before. Um, so thank you for holding space for that. You're so welcome. And thanks for opening your heart and doing that. I'm sure so many of your listeners are going to get a big dose of love and heart opening medicine from you sharing that. I mean, heartbreak and, and these lessons of the heart, it's probably the most, you know, potent medicine on the earth. And it's what caused my spiritual awakening and divine intervention. And, you know, you hear a lot of those stories, not this doesn't, you know, pertain in this situation with you, but you know, the, the heartbreak to healer. And, you know, there's a reason that those things, those things happen because when, yeah, when it comes to partnership and romantic relationship and 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 love, there that's where you really get blasted open in the biggest ways. Exactly. Yeah, I could not agree more with that truth. So before we head on over to the divine deep dive round, some of the oh, questions we yes. haven't been diving deep enough yet. <laughs> nope, nope, not at all. We got to get to the divine deep dive round. Get ready. Just kidding. It's it's a lot lighter than that. Um, but before we head on over there, you have a, is it a spirit animal meditation on your website? Mm. Oh, I work with, yeah, I work with spirit animals, animal totems a lot. It's been a big part of my practice. Uh, you can, it's an ebook. It's the ultimate uh, spirit animal guide ebook that you can get for free on my website. Um, you know, it's just obviously an introductory uh, exploration into the world of animals and the medicine. And with each animal that I feature that came through that wanted to be a part of the book, I also came up with a, a power practice that you can do that correlates with that animal's medicine and, and how you might want to start to learn how to work with them. But yeah, animal totems, it's, um, I work with them every day and they're just one of my biggest guides and guiding forces on my pathless land, my earth journey. So I I love working with them so much. I love that. And I will make sure I have the link to that on the show notes for this maddiemooncom slash Allison dash Charles and, uh, your Instagram, your website, all of that good stuff. So are you ready for the divine deep dive round? Yes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) um number one and these can be like as fast as you'd like who is your most profound female teacher oh oh gosh my mom keeps coming in 
So yeah, it's her, my mom. Beautiful. What's the best investment you have made recently for under 10,000? Uh, just in myself and my own <laughs> sharings, you know, my, my, my own business and brand, I got to download uh, a year and a half, two years ago to launch, uh, shamanic media, shamanic PR. I'm the only person, you know, on the planet, as far as I know, that's been doing it. And I, I merge all of my years, uh, from PR and working as a number one rated radio host and television talk show host and working in high level production for TV for so many years and having my awakening and personally stepping out of the spiritual closet and all that you have to traverse as a public figure, healer, mystic, all these things. And so I, I work with people in two avenues, either as uh, you know, shamanic media, which is the, the branding and consultation side or shamanic PR, which is obviously getting people out in the press and out in the world more as their authentic selves. And there's nothing that has been more rewarding than witnessing people, uh, release sabotaging, release, limiting beliefs, activate more of their divinity and power and courage and step out and, and really walk as their true authentic selves. Like, and so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's that investment just in my, my own offerings that I feel guided. Cause I, I, I did give up a lot, quote unquote, gave up a lot to, to launch that. I, for a year and a half did not do one talk, did not do one live event. I completely ceased and stopped, uh, the main things that had been making my business work since I came out of the closet, I stopped all of them to honor this download and this guidance to launch shamanic media and PR and get other people out into the limelight more and spread more light through their conscious services being birthed. And so that was, that was a huge investment and I'm so, so glad I did it. I love it. Um, what is your favorite form of movement? Mm, you know, just honestly, like, <laughs> It's so funny. Um, if cameras were in here, I, I just, I have you know, obviously my shamanic rattles and drums and all of these tools that I work with. And I will just put on all sorts of music. I mean, sometimes it's just straight up hip hop or other times it's like really deep shamanic beats, tribal music. And I just like move flow, get my rattles out. I jump around here like a, like an ancient, tribeswoman, you know, I just like to let my body do what it wants to do. Okay. A couple more questions. Um, where, what is your favorite place to online shop? Oh my God. I mean, it, this is funny. I, I, now this is weird. Well, weird, whatever. I'll answer this quick. I, I love like beautiful things, right. And, and fashion and all of these things, like, especially working in the entertainment industry, it, it, it's like a fun, important piece of my overall brand at times, but I'm not kidding you. I, I, I do not shop like not for, I mean, I might get some like home necessities. Um, but I, 
for a long time, for many years, I truly do not online shop. I know that might sound weird, but I've been thankfully, like I work with clothing sponsors and brands. I, I don't know. Um, let me think on, I mean, I've been on Amazon and I got tea, like, no, it's like, I just, I truly just get tea on Amazon. So that's my answer, I guess. Perfect. <laughs> Um, okay. Very last question. I'm going to ask you, what is a favorite resource you want to pass on to everyone listening? This could be an inspiring book, a podcast, Mm -hmm. movie, documentary. I am going to share the book, the Magdalene manuscript. Mm, I've had this on my list for a really long time. Well, here's your answer. That's a sign. Uh, one second. Cause I want to, it's right here. Just, I forgot the subtitle. So I wanted to grab it. It's the Magdalene manuscript, the alchemies of Horus and the sex magic of Isis. So if, if that, <laughs> if that speaks to you, I highly recommend it. Awesome. Perfect. Yes, 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 yes. I think that sounds amazing. Allison, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. You are amazing. Well, likewise, I'm a reflection of you, and this was quite a train ride, and thanks to all of your beautiful audience for tuning in with us, and thanks for having me. My pleasure. As always, everyone, you can go on over to the show notes to this. You can go to maddiemoon.com to get everything you need. Check out her links. Check out her free gift. Um, go learn about spirit animals and let us know your thoughts. You can comment on the post. You can comment on iTunes by leaving a review or comment on my Instagram. We will see you next week. 